pam 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 da 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 it's the motherfucking second string podcast i don't know why i thought that would be funny it was kind of fun to sing though i love singing so and that's just a catchy beat. That's just a fact. That's a catchy beat. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G Snoop Dogg. Da-da-da-da-da. Just a good catchy tune. That's all there is to it. So why not? It's Tuesday. It was 68. 68 degrees Fahrenheit. 68 of them. The sun was shining. Like warm outside. I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt today. I live in Michigan. In the state of Michigan, on March 23rd, I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt today. That's unheard of. That is absolutely unheard of. So if you if I want to sing da 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 Snoop Dogg, I'm gonna sing Snoop Dogg. I'm gonna do it. I'm feeling good. The sun's inside of me. The good energy, good vibes, good weather. I'm feeling right. I'm feeling good. If I want to sing Snoop Dogg, I'm gonna fucking sing Snoop Dogg. When are you gonna sing Snoop Dogg if it's not when you're feeling good and life like things are going well? If not, then then when? If not, then, then when? You simply won't if you're not. When you're when things are going right, when you're feeling good, you're hitting. I got some money coming into the bank account. People buying some shirts. Thank you. I love you guys. Um, I'm gambling my ass off. Houston Moneyline live bet was the lock of the millennium. Like, if in a situation like that, if I'm not going to sing Snoop Dogg, when am I going to sing Snoop Dogg? So I sang Snoop Dogg. Deal with it. Um, we're back, though. Listen, folks. This is, this one's probably going to pop off a bit. When I started, so you remember, I, um, I had that job that I, I think, you know, attended for about four days. I want to say maybe three and a half, four might be a little generous, but you guys remember that around, it was before Halloween, like sometime in, I think it was early October, early mid October, thought I had the job thing figured out, had an engineering job, uh, Metro Detroit working for a logistics company company that was pretty much outsourced for one of the big three. I'm sitting there sitting pretty like, all right, finally, the one part of my life that I hadn't figured out was the job. I had the friends and, and shit to do the social life. I had this, the second string, the shirts, like my baby, the project, the life project. I just needed a source of money. I needed a nine to five, like something to keep me more occupied during the day and something literally so I can pay my fucking student loans and buy Mr. Kebab for lunch. Like that's all I was missing. Thought I had it. Went for four days. They said, all right, Nick, great. You're so great. We love having you. Next week, um, you're going to start, get this, you're going to start at 4 p.m. You should get out of here around three in the morning. How's that sound? Oh, and by the way, you don't get paid overtime. Ooh, not my cup of tea there. So I said, you know what? You guys are great too. It's been an absolute pleasure in my short time here. I can tell you guys got a great operation. Can't do it though. The vampire life, not for me. That, cause guess what? Maybe I would have gained the, the little spare change to buy Mr. Kebab here and there. Maybe I would have had a little more money, started chipping away at those loans, starting the career, just getting going. Sure. No doubt. And I actually liked the job. Like the day, the week I was there, I enjoyed what I did. The people I worked with were all cool. They were super nice. They like made me, I was like, oh shit, I wouldn't mind, you know, spending my days with these people. What I was doing was entertaining. Like I I felt productive, which was huge, but it was like, dude, if I, I can't work in the middle of the night. Cause then all of a sudden social life gone, 
Social life gone. Not obviously during the week it's gone, but then Friday, Saturday rolls around. I've been staying up till three in the morning every night. I guess that would kind of work like the nighttime, but it would just be all fucked up. Like I'm sleeping during the days. Not for me. I like sunlight. I like being awake when the sun's up. Also like summertime now, I, I, you just miss the fucking sun. That would blow. And then it would also affect this. I'm working 3 p or 4 p.m. to 3 a.m. Okay, never watching a Michigan State basketball game unless it's Saturday at noon. Never watching a Red Wings game. Uh, Lions were still playing. Never watching a or no maybe yeah I could watch the Lions. Uh, state football. I'd either be asleep or I'd have to like wake up early to watch state. Like it would just fuck my entire life up. So I told them thanks, but no thanks. Lasted four days, three and a half if you want to be technical about it. We'll round it up to four. And here I am. A couple more months, like five months, a couple more months. Five more months went by. Well, actually, I got my other job at the end of January. I, uh, semantic. If you want to play the semantics game, I can play the semantics game too. Got my other job at the end of January. The last month, month and a half has kind of just been like hanging out, waiting for it to start, which let me tell you is a great feeling. Because the, the rest of the time, this whole last year when I've been podcasting and doing all this shit, I haven't had a job. I've been, I spend like hour, two hours a day looking for jobs, other time doing this, and then the rest of the time, whatever, working out, no big deal, I'm jacked, and then other shit. Last month, month and a half, I've had this already figured out. I've just been able to kind of do this and hang out. Very nice spot to be in, let me tell you. Very nice spot to be in. Highly recommend. Next time you're... Next time you look for another job or you switch jobs or whatever, like give yourself a month or two to have the job locked up and not be working your old job and just like do whatever you want. It's a great fucking time, especially, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I'll toot it a bit. We're coming up on a year of me doing the podcast and doing the second string and everything. So I'll toot it a bit. Um, not e- I feel like not even tooting my own horn, to- tooting your guys's horn, the people who listen. The people who follow me on social and share my shit, tell your friends. The people who buy the shirts, tooting your horn. Like, I was making enough, obviously, couldn't live on my own or, like, pay for a car or any of that. Or, like, go on crazy vacations. What's the, let's, let's fucking pump the brakes a tad. But I was making enough, like, I was sustaining myself. Like, I could buy food, do shit on the weekends. Like, go up north, like, pay for an Airbnb. Like, I was making enough to sustain myself. I wasn't swimming in it, but I was making enough off the shirts and everything. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to you guys. So, that little intermission period where it was like, oh, I got the job, it just doesn't start. And I'm still kind of making money doing this thing that's very entertaining and I enjoy. Like, I love, especially now that I'm working, these first. so these first two days of work, it's just been all like classic onboarding orientation stuff. So I'm just sitting there listening. Like I, I say, I think today I said maybe 50 words. The first day I, said, I think I said two or three words the entire day. So I'm even more excited now to come on here and just talk. So I'm like, dude, I haven't, I've just been sitting and listening. And we're talking about, you know, boring, like, oh, this is office, can, like how to conduct yourself, how to treat others, classic stuff like that. Where I'm sitting there like, Dude, Mel Tucker really is going to win a Big Ten championship, but I don't have anybody to talk about that with, um, and it would probably be super jarring and uncalled for if I'm like, hey, hey, Cheryl, um, I don't mean, you're doing a great job with this HR onboarding, but did you, did anybody see the video Mel Tucker just posted? Did you catch the part where he says, 
I can't wait till we have recruits on campus because they're going to love the vibe and we're going to close them. Did anybody else hear that? Like, I can't do that, sadly. I can't do that at work, sadly. So I'm even more juiced now to be able to come on here and just let it go. Just spill my brains. I've been thinking about Mel Tucker, not to derail the uh, confessions of a young professional here, but I've been thinking about Mel Tucker all day. All day. It's all I'm thinking about is Mel Tucker recruiting, Mel Tucker cementing the culture, coaching these boys up, and Mel Tucker and myself in Indianapolis winning a Big Ten title. All I've thought about literally the entire day today. It's been fucking awesome. Let me say that. It's been fucking awesome too. But I can't bring that up at work. So I'm even, I'm like going to be more energized and more into doing the podcast, which I also kind of love. I kind of figured it would be the reverse where I'd be like tired from, you know, using my brain all day. You haven't used my brain in a year and a half. So I figured I'd be tired from doing that kind of stuff. But it's kind of the reverse. I'm sitting there like nobody wants to talk about sports or this or that. Now it's like, dude. I fucking need, like, I saw these recruiting videos. We got a uh, four-star linebacker from Minnesota commits today. Like, bro, I got to I gotta talk to someone about that. You know what I'm saying? So here we are. But we're, I, I say all that and I lay that little preface, little epilogue, prologue, whatever. I wasn't great at writing in school. English wasn't my best subject. Math, if you, I mean, if, for those that are wondering, was probably my best. But... I say all that to say we're bringing back Confessions of a Young Professional. Probably one episode a week is the plan for now. Maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Haven't decided which day. Maybe Tuesday. I don't know. Haven't decided which day of the week. But we're bringing back Confessions where I'm just once a week, like, I'm just going to fucking, they may be, who knows? Maybe one week it'll be a 20-minute episode because nothing's really going on, nothing exciting or at least worth talking about happened to me or is happening. Some weeks maybe there's a ton happening and it'll be 40 minutes long. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to bring back the young professional, like weekly, whatever you want to call it, like mini series within the podcast. We're one, one episode a week. No sports, no movies, no fucking me talking about like bananas. I've been, th- I ate bananas. I had a, f- whatever. Bananas. I had a funny banana idea yesterday. Whatever. Um, not like no random topics, sports, movies. It's just going to be me like talking about being in the corporate world as a 23 year old where obviously, you know, tough to say, but I would imagine I'm probably not alone in this boat as a 23 year olds. We're all kind of at the beginning where it's like, I assume when you hit your forties, you're kind of like, all right, my career is a huge part of my life. Like I really want to be successful. I finally narrowed it down to what I want to do. Where when we're 23, like right now, I'm like, well, I want to just get some experience. I want to do something. I want to make a paycheck. Like, but I have other things in my life that are really important to me too. So I guess just given like the 23-year-old's vantage point on the corporate world, I know like when I started doing it, I think I started it before um, I started my first job, the week job. Um, I think I did. I started or had a few episodes before that. And they were pretty popular. People seem to enjoy them. I also like it too because, again, like I with the podcast, like I'm trying to do different things to draw on different audiences. Obviously, not everyone cares about Detroit sports and and fucking Michigan State. Obviously, um, especially like I want I want to get females to listen too. Like I don't want this to just be all dudes listening here. That's why I was doing the Bachelorette. I enjoyed that too. But it's like I want to get people, you know. 
that are in, that are in the corporate world too that are like, oh, this is kind of funny. Like this guy just shooting the shit. They can send in their stories. They can listen and be like, oh, that happens to me. Stuff that'll resonate and be relatable. Shit like that. And plus, that's why I also do like the movies, music, random stories where it's you don't need to be a sports fan to like find something entertaining or amusing or be able to relate to it. So that's kind of the idea. So from here on out. Unless I say otherwise, you can plan on once a week one of these episodes being a young professional episode, being tailored towards the, all right, this is what, you know, this is what's going on at work this week. I will say for this episode, I kind of wanted to just spend this this one of it, this like reintroduction, pretty much just re, <laughs> reintroducing it. <laughs> Great wordplay there. Fucking phenomenal wordplay by me. Um, but also, like I said, I'm in my first week onboarding. Like, I'm just sitting there listening. Nothing, like, I don't have any stories. Nothing's happening. The one thing that is funny that I've already noticed that I can tell is has to be a thing. It was a thing when I was in school, in high school, in college. And it has to be a thing for people listening today in their jobs. Already, so many people just asking questions that have been answered. It like job aside, even school aside, in regular everyday life, it will always blow my mind how many people and how frequently people ask a question that literally was just answered. Like within minute, like someone's like, yeah, so if you lose your laptop, you got to contact Derek. And then two minutes later, someone's like, all right, um, I, 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 my laptop, it hasn't come yet. Who should I contact? It's like, bro, I know these are kind of boring. I know you're probably like surfing the internet while you're listening, but dude, like one time, have a a little bit of feel, have a little bit of respect. Like, really? She just answered that fucking question. That has already, already bothered me. Already bothered me. It's happened because it's myself and like 70 other kids. We're just sitting there listening to these presentations. So at the end, people will ask questions and it's like, so you just weren't listening then? Okay, I guess, whatever. But but then on my end, I'm like, dude, you're asking questions that like we could just be done here and you're just asking questions that she literally answered five minutes ago. What are you doing, guy? That I can tell is going to annoy me. I hope it's because we're kind of early, people are anxious, just asking more questions than they need to to just make sure. I don't know. It was absolutely a thing in high school and college too. Professor says something. Not even two minutes later, someone asks about the same thing, and he's like, um, I'll just send you the slides, or just look in the slides, because the professor's like, bro, I fucking just said that, man. That has already annoyed me. Other than that, nothing really to talk about. The people are cool. I'm not going to talk about, because obviously I want to keep it private and shit like that, I'm not going to talk about where I work or what I'm doing or who I'm working with. Like, I don't. Want, I'm never going to make it very in-depth. I'm just going to make, like, situationally, like, oh, this happened, or... Or in this meeting, these two people were arguing about this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Keep it pretty de- unspecific, it, right? Unspecific, that's embarrassing. Unspecific, but just talk about the situations um, rather than being like, oh, this person said this to that person. But yeah, nothing so far other than people just not paying attention and fucking annoying the bejesus out of me asking the same questions. That has to be, like, like just in life, that has to be one of my biggest pet peeves personality traits when people don't listen and then ask questions. And it's like, bro, if you're not going to listen, you don't deserve to have your question answered. I, I know 
I'm not alone on that. I know for a fact. But yes, so far that's all I got. Nothing really else as far as um, as far as the the conf- confessions of a young professional stuff goes. I do want to say one more thing before because we're gonna do. So I'm gonna take a quick break and then I need to talk about Michigan State football. I've literally said it earlier. I've been thinking about Mel Tucker all day. You can't expect me to to come on here and not talk about him. So I'm fucking obviously going to. But um, before we transition, so if you remember, if you listened when I was initially doing the Confessions of a Young Professional, I had a couple episodes where I had people, listeners, friends, send me shit that's happened to them, like stupid or funny situations that have happened to them. I want to keep doing that too. I want to keep doing that too. Um, Like, dude, everybody's working. Everybody's got that weird guy or, or girl or weird situations or whatever. If you have something funny or like, how do I handle uh, how do I handle a situation? Disclaimer: Probably, you know, not saying I'm the best guy to ask. I'm probably gonna make a joke out of it, but it'll be entertaining to talk about and listen to. So I want to keep that going too. So as far as the confessions of a young professional goes, on the weekly episodes, if people email me, if you got situations, like we'll see how many I get. Usually, whenever I ask people to send me shit, they never do fucking fuck you guys but if you do you know i'll read it i'll read your situation we'll have a laugh over it i'll tell you how to go about it give my little two cents on how to approach it um but i enjoyed doing that last time so email the second string detroit at gmail.com and just title or subject your email young professional or whatever and uh, I'll talk about it next week and so on and so forth. So I want to get that going too. I'm all about, I want to get like the engagement more involved. It's very difficult because people obviously, like I'm one, I listen to podcasts and they do the same shit and I never write in. So I get it, but it'd make it more fun for me, obviously like easy subject material for me. If I already have situations I can read or like give my, give my thoughts on obviously, but I want to do that too. So if you have situations or shit, that would fit into the subject matter of the young professional kind of like mini series we're, I'm going to be doing and send it in. Email me the second string Detroit at d- gmail.com. All right. So we got that reintroduced level playing field. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Talk about anchor easy. Like I can do this in my basement with a microphone. I'm in my car with an Apple headset, best podcast app in the world. Not even close. And then um, Mel Tucker, dude, Michigan state, Listen, basketball's done. We lost. It's over. Fucking who cares? Team stinks. It's it's football season. It's football season. Mel Tucker's and the content team are putting out videos like it's nobody's business. Mel Tucker talking about getting kids on campus and closing on recruits. Bro, fire me up, Mel. I love this guy. So I just need to talk MSU football for maybe 10, 15, and then we'll call it a day. Be right back after this. All right, Mel Tucker time. I honestly don't really know where to start with this. Um, first things first. So I'm going to do, obviously, I mean, we have like four months till football season starts. They started spring practice today, which is kind of where this momentum, this sudden like rush of energy for state football has come from, for me at least. I'm sure online, like I swear to God, I saw five, at least five MSU football videos of dudes just hitting dummies and lifting weights and Mel Tucker finished through the cone. I fucking loved it though. I'm, 
I can't believe how big of a loser I am. Just saying that out loud. I'm sitting at my living room table getting geeked up because Mel Tucker's screaming finish through the cone in a video I'm watching. That's how big of a loser I am. So we're, we're still four months away, but they started spring, tra- or, uh, spring football today. And my God, I, I can't wait. I, I honestly can't wait. I, t- let's take it back for a second here. Let's think about where we were a little over a year ago today. Bef- like the day before Mark D'Antonio retired. Let's think about where we were that day. Where the psyche of MSU football was. Think about that. We were coming off another, what were we, six and seven season. We had zero momentum, no big-time recruits coming in, um, no signs of the team getting better quickly, no signs of recruiting picking up, no signs of recruiting improving. We had, hadn't accomplished anything in four years. Um, our last great season will have been three years ago, two years ago, whatever, 2018 when we had 10-3. Mark D'Antonio... Love the guy to death, statue his ass, but he refuses to change. He was refusing. It was going to be another offseason where didn't look like he was going to change anything. We had another historically bad offense, and it was going to be a historically bad decision to not do anything about it. We had zero momentum in the program, zero momentum. If anything, we had negative momentum. It was a dark place. If Think back to that. It was a dark fucking place. A year ago, a little over the day before D'Antonio retired, it, Michigan State football. Being a fan, you had nothing to feel good about. Fucking nothing to feel good about. The only thing you had to feel good about was going on YouTube and watching old clips of Aaron Burbridge and Connor Cook roasting kids. L.J. Scott reaching that boy over the line for the Big Ten championship. My favorite play of all time, even more than the Michigan play. That L.J. Scott reach is so fucking epic. And the strength, are you kidding me, dude? That guy is a true freshman. The incredible Hulk couldn't have reached that football across the line. We had nothing going for us. Fast forward like a year and a month, whatever it is, to what to where we're at today. I literally could not feel better about this program. And I know that's probably dumb to say because we went, what were we, two and six last year? Like we just got murked by everybody. But beat Michigan, embarrassed Michigan, I should say. Beat a top 10 Northwestern team. Played some close games, had some moments where it was like, oh, all right, okay, all right, all right. Had some moments where it was quite the opposite, though, I will say that. Had some moments where it was like, oh, Mel, you didn't teach him that, did you? You you didn't call that defense, did you? But, but, we were building. We knew it was that was kind of the baseline. It was all about kind of siphoning it out. It's like take. It's like when you got to take. Excuse me. It's like when you got to take thermodynamics. Like not every class is going to be thermo, but thermo. Is gonna is gonna tell the faculty, hey, this kid is about it. This kid wants to be an engineer, or they're gonna say this kid's here to drink beer and get rejected by girls at the bar. Like, it'll weed your ass out real fucking quick. That's what last season was. It wasn't gonna be easy. You're gonna get your ass whooped a couple of times. 
We're going to see who's about it, who's about the culture, who's buying in, who's on the Mel train, and we're going to see who's an I guy, who's a me guy, who's holding on to the past, who doesn't want to change, who doesn't belong. That's what last year was all about. It was about Mel, Mel Tucker instilling the culture, creating the vibe and the aura and the energy within the program. That's the other thing. With D'Antonio, zero, like, this kind of goes hand in hand with having no momentum. Zero energy. I can't even imagine how shitty the vibe must have been in that football building. Like, z- I wouldn't want to be there. Fuck no. If I was the star quarterback, I wouldn't have wanted to be there. Mel Tucker now, he's starting. He understands. We want to win games. Obviously. That's at the end of the day. Win championships, win games. But he understands it starts with creating an excitement, an energy, that vibe where people want to be there. People are bought in. People want to contribute positively to that. It starts there. It starts with getting you guys that want to be a part of that. It starts with leadership that are going to, players that are going to instill that. Like he understands where it starts. It's almost like Mel Tucker is a branding and marketing genius more so than he is a football coach, honestly. Obviously, he's a great coach. He wouldn't be where he is today if he wasn't. But it's like he's a. It's like the beauty of Mel isn't how he knows if you need ten yards on any given play what to run. It's he knows how to get guys to buy in. He knows what he needs to create. He knows the feeling he needs to create around his team and in that football building. And he knows how to get people to buy in and how to get you guys to look at MSU and go, "Damn, I don't know what's going on at Michigan State." But I want to be a part of that. He like like it's like he's a master at that shit. The football aside, that's what makes him Mel Tucker. And I'm so fired up about it. And honestly, I may be a little biased too because D'Antonio was such the opposite. Like D'Antonio, it never seemed like he cared what Michigan State's reputation or brand was outside of the football field. Like Mel Tucker wants to make state cool. Mel Tucker wants to make state popular. Mel Tucker wants to make state oh, shit, you're a good player, you want to win a championship, you want to work hard, you want to be part of a fun program, you, oh, Michigan State. Mark D'Antonio was, all right, can I use you to play linebacker or not? If the answer is yes, come on. If not, whatever. Like, I love how Mel understands the bigger picture of college football. It's not, it is obviously a ton about, all right, can you play your position? Do you understand defense? Blah, blah, blah. But it's so much of it now is about the brand, getting people to look at MSU and be like, that's fucking sick. Um, getting your players to buy in, getting your players to perpetuate that energy and getting recruits to look at MSU and be like, dude, I never thought about when I left high school. Like, all the, look at all these transfers. Kids who maybe when they graduated high school, they were like, I'm not going to Michigan State. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not going to Michigan State. And now they get out and Mel Tucker's there and all of a sudden they're like, damn, I kind of want to go. Like, he seems like a guy where when you talk to him, you leave that conversation going, yeah, I like that guy. Like, he knows what he's doing. I I just like what he's about. I like the feeling I get when I'm around him. You know people like that? That's what I feel. I've never met Mel yet. One day I'll have a conversation with him, probably for this podcast. But he seems like one of those guys where that's like, yeah, it's, oh yeah. Mel Tucker walks into the room, Ted, a few heads are starting to turn and you're like, uh-oh, Mel's in here. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Hey, we're, hey, we're about to either have some fun or we're going to get down to some business. Either way, I can't fucking wait. That's the kind of guy Mel seems like and I'm so obsessed with it. 
I I don't I really don't know how to describe it. Like for for considering the fact we're coming off a two and six year where our quarterback play was where the defense was good at times, bad at times, where we're losing a lot of key players and we don't have any stud recruits coming in. We had a couple transfer outs. We have a lot of transfer ins. But for coming off a season where the on-the-field stuff isn't the most exciting, I have never been more excited for a football season. And it's not its not because I expect Michigan State to win 10 games and go to Indy next year. It's not, it's not because I expect us to cream everybody, beat Michigan, and give Ohio State a run. No. It's because I expect the team to improve. I expect them to look better on defense, on offense. I expect, listen, our offense still sucked last year. I expect us to run the ball much better. I expect the O-line to be better. I expect Peyton Thorne, whoever's playing QB, to be much better. I expect the wide receivers to make more plays. I expect the defensive line to get to the quarterback more. I expect the linebackers to make more plays. I expect the defensive backs to be locked down. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go 13-0, and but I expect improvement. I expect the quality of play to be better. I also expect when you're watching, like that effort and tenacity where you watch a game, you watch football games before, especially in college, and you can just tell when a team's like, I, they don't give a fuck. Like these guys came out, you're playing Northwestern. Like we had those games, Northwestern, Michigan, where State came out those days, and you're like, oh, wow. Mel got the, like these guys don't give a fuck today. Like they could be playing the Patriots, and they don't—they don't care. They're gonna punch you in the mouth and step on your throat and beat your ass back to Ann Arbor or Evanston, Illinois. Like I expect those days to happen more. And sure, one of those days might happen against an Ohio State or against the Penn State or against the Michigan, and we'll still lose. That I'm sure that'll happen. But I expect instead of two, instead of two of those days, I expect four or five of those days this year. Right, I don't expect to have six turnovers or what or nine turnovers, whatever it was, against Rutgers. Like, I just expect things to improve. I expect the energy and the way the team looks, like effort and wise, to look better. I just expect everything to keep improving. Not to mention the biggest reason I'm fired up for Mel, the recruiting game. That video, if you haven't seen the video, I think on Twitter it was Spartan Vision tweeted it where it's Mel, it's like a six and a half minute video, um, just like a day in the life of Mel going to spring ball. It may have been Sunday or Monday, I don't know, like when they filmed it. But he's talking about recruiting and he's talking about, man, he says, when these COVID restrictions end, because listen, a lot of people have been sucking Mel's dick, me included, gladly, because he's been getting some recruits. He's not getting high four stars. He's not getting five stars, but he's been getting some recruits. He's been getting guys that have never been to Michigan, never been to East Lansing. Like, he's still been getting some players over universities, over Auburn, over Michigan, over these big-time schools, guys that have never been to East Lansing, which is promising, which already it's like, dude, he's doing this shit in year zero, essentially, coming off a 2-8 and eight season where the cupboards were totally bare, and he's still getting some players. Like, what's going to happen in three years – when State's coming off a 10-3 and three season and he can have them on campus. Like, are we going to just have a top 20 recruiting class every year? Mel, in the videos, talking about recruiting. And you can tell he's not satisfied. He's not even near satisfied. He's saying, 
I can't wait till COVID's over and we can get some of these guys on campus because guess what? And this is what I've been thinking about this quote literally for, I don't know, 12 hours. He says, I can't wait to get some of these guys on campus because guess what? When they come here, when they talk to some of these people, when they visit this place, when they feel the energy, I think he said, when they feel the vibe around the program and the university, he said, they're going to like it and we're going to close on them. They're going to like it and we are going to close on them. (laughs) Shit gave me goosebumps just saying it. I'm nowhere near cool as Mel. Like that, that is the exact type of shit that has me fired up. This dude's pulling some decent recruits. This dude just got a safety, what was it? He just got a safety Monday, I think it was. Picked us over uh, offers from Michigan, Auburn, the U. Like, dude's never been to East Lansing. He committed to Mel Tucker over those schools. Never been to East Lansing. He's from Georgia. Mel's not satisfied. We just got another one today. Transferred. Kid was a four-star linebacker. Committed to Minnesota. Transfer into Michigan State. The dude's name is Tank. If you can get a guy named Tank, fucking do it. And it's going to be a hell of a decision. Got a linebacker named Tank. Can't remember his last name, but his first name or his nickname's Tank. Dude's probably never been to East Lansing. Four-star, former four-star, transferred after his freshman year. Never been to East Lansing. Mel Tucker, this is happening. This Listen, this is already an approved. He doesn't – it's COVID. He doesn't have these guys on campus. It's not even close to normal. And Mel's whole thing, Mel's whole shtick, the reason he's Mel Tucker and we brought him in is because he specializes in getting guys on campus and impressing them when they're here. He can't even do that, and he's still improved on what the recruiting status of MSU was. And then he makes his video and says, I can't wait to get guys on campus because they're going to see this. They're going to see what we built. They're going to feel the vibe. They're going to feel the energy and they're going to like it. He fucking knows they're going to like it and they're going to come to Michigan State. Like that is what I'm fucking talking about. Again, not to like disparage D'Antonio because he's an absolute legend. But that's the shit D'Antonio never did. Like he never cared about that. Mel Tucker's out here. They're going to like the vibe we got going, and they're going to come to Michigan State. Like, do you know how excited that makes me? Do you understand how excited that makes me? If I was a Michigan fan, an Ohio State fan, Penn State fan, I would be quaking in my boots. You don't think Mel Tucker's entire operation, football aside, everything he does, if he has a checklist, priority one, two, three, four, five, of what this football program is going to be about, Priority number one is bringing talented people to East Lansing and making sure they absolutely love it here. That's priority number one. And he, he's improved the program. He's done a good job already, and he hasn't even been able to flex his biggest muscle. How can you not be excited about that? How can you not be excited about that? The other thing I love, he treats it like the NFL. This dude doesn't give a fuck bring in a transfer. Listen, if you're not good enough, you can go somewhere else. Hey, you're good. You're leaving Auburn? All right, come run run the football at State. Hey, you're good. You play linebacker? You're leaving Minnesota? All right, come to Michigan State. We need you. Like, he doesn't – there's no sentimental value 
It's about winning football games and building a goddamn powerhouse. I love it. I I tweeted this, and it, honestly, I could not be more sincere. I thought, oh, maybe my maybe my calling and my passion and like the fun thing, because everyone has that one thing they want to do. Everyone's got the nine to five, but everyone has that thing where it's like, man, if I could make money doing this, that would be so cool. I always thought, I or I've thought for the last year, like my thing, dude, it would be so sick to be Barstool Detroit, get on the Barstool Network, like podcast and talk to people and make jokes for a living, sell shirts. I would love that. Today, I realized I'm, I, I think my calling might be joining Mel Tucker's staff as a recruiting advisor. <laughs> Honestly, I, there's nothing I want to do more than grab a clipboard, fucking throw some, throw some jerseys in the washer, set up some lights for a photo shoot, and go pick up a kid at the Lansing airport and tell him how much he's going to love it here. I want to recruit for Mel Tucker. I don't want to coach. I don't want to come near a football. I don't want to you know, give him a tip on on how the blocking scheme should work. I want to pick the kid up from the airport. I want to take him to Conrad and say, hey, it hits much better at 2 a.m. after you've been hanging out with pretty girls all night. I want to show him the football facility. I want to perpetuate. I want to get in on that vibe. Who doesn't love a good vibe? Like You know those people, too. When you're around them, you just feel good. Like You just have a good time with them. They, got a, they just got a great presence to them. Like, I want to go hang out around Mel Tucker. I want to add to that feeling. I want to make people want to come to Michigan State. That's all I want to do. I thought maybe, oh, podcasting, makes, making jokes, getting hired by Portnoy. That sounds fun. Oh, no. No, no. Oh, no. I want to grab a clipboard, and I want to fucking lead some tours around campus to 6'4", 280-pound freaks. That's what I want to do. I want to recruit with Mel Tucker. He's inspired me. He's inspired me. Can't even imagine being a football player and, and meeting the guy and seeing his program. How do you not come to Michigan State? Whew, man, I'm I'm so fired up. Maybe, sure, maybe this is a little bit of a defense mechanism to uh, cope with the basketball team being done and stinking. Maybe. Maybe I'm just getting caught in the moment because I've been seeing all these videos on Twitter. For sure. For sure. Either way, I can't wait for football season. I I love Mel Tucker. I don't know how you could be a state fan right now and not love Mel Tucker. Honestly, I don't. I really don't. I've never been more optimistic about this program. Only time I've been more optimistic going into the 2015 year because everyone knew our team was loaded, and after that, where D'Antonio brought in his highest recruiting class by far. And I was like, holy shit, state's a blue blood. <laughs> that... Um, that did not come to fruition because we went three and nine, but I've never felt better. Oh man, I'm, I'm excited. I love Mel Tucker, bro. I love Mel Tucker. All right, folks. That's all I got today. That's all I got today. Hopefully some state fans, you got a little fired up about football season. I know we got a long ways to go, but just some happy thoughts, some positive vibes to get you to August. And then, uh, yeah, confessions of a young professional. We're back with it. So that's all I got today. Like I said, you got stories for the young professional series or whatever. You want to talk about Mel? You want to tell me how much you love Mel? Email me the second string Detroit at gmail.com. And I'm on Twitter at Nick second string Instagram at the period second period string. Appreciate everybody listening per usual. Love you guys. Can't wait to keep doing this. Talk to you guys tomorrow.